Welcome to Unconditionally You podcast, the podcast that helps you expand the possibilities for your life and gives you practical tools and ideas to live at your full potential. I am Alex Wheeler, Certified Life Coach, and I will help you to reconnect to who you truly are and what really matters for you, not for others. You will be amazed at how much freedom, abundance and success you can create. So let's live, learn and expand together. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome on this very special episode number 42 of Unconditionally Podcasts. So it is very special for two reasons. First, because it's International Women's Day, the day we are recording the podcasts. And what better to celebrate all the women of the world than to record this episode with two amazing women who are currently halfway across the world and who will share with you some of their own transformation, some of their own highs and lows and setbacks and how coaching has helped them. And these two fabulous women have been part of my last group coaching program there, which I have now reshaped on the back of it and then relaunched as Rise. So we'll hear all about all about them. So now, enough of the introduction. What I would love to invite our two guests, Joanna and Robin, is to do a little introduction about yourself. Joanna, do you want to start? Tell us a bit more about you. Uh, sure. Um, first off, thank you so much, Alex, for having us and having me. Um, it's been absolute pleasure knowing you and um, having you in my life. So um, I came at coaching from a different side of things, and um, I have a pretty colorful life tapestry. I was a naval officer, drove big ships, one of the first women on warships, have published a book and um, done a little private equity, and now find myself as an e-commerce entrepreneur, um, but still always had a lot of thoughts rattling around in my brain and, and fell into coaching where I originally met Alex and Robin, um, and then decided to take the leap and, and do um, Alex's D.A.R.E. program, and so uh, coaching has become not just something I love and embrace, but a part of who I am. Mm -hmm. And the thought work, I think, becomes, it, it changes you almost at a cellular level. And it's affected pretty much every aspect of my life. Um, one other thing I'll just add is having come out of a really rough two years, um, dealing with some mental health issues and some things that have been very challenging with one of my children and watching her grow and be there and be compassionate with her. And then also with myself and, um, this model and this work is so incredible that I can't imagine getting to the other side of it without it. Thank you, Joanna. That sounds already like, I want to know more. And I know it a lot, but I still want to know more. <laughs> so great stuff. Thank you. What about you, Robin? Um, I am Robin Foley. I am a photographer and a life coach and um, have had a previous career 
um, in commercial photography and then in film and video games, visual effects. And then I came back to photography, which naturally I, I photograph women mainly. And that has a certain element of being able to hold space for a woman and help her find her um, enoughness to be in front of the camera and to allow herself that. And so it was a natural transition into life coaching. And um, I think it's really fun that we're doing this now at this, at this time, because it was almost, it's almost the two year anniversary of when we all first met. And oh, that's uh, true. yeah. Yeah. And, I didn't realize um, that. <laughs> on our, on our individual coaching journeys, we all came together just about two years ago. And um, it's really, it was really, it's, this is so good because my story so closely um, follows Joanna's. Actually, I think I might be slightly ahead of her in that one of my children um, was having some mental health issues. And um, before we even met, we had a coaching session and I just felt like this is, this is just so perfect. So it's really fun to be here with you guys now. Um, so as far as like my coaching journey, uh, I know we're going to get into a lot more of this later, but it has really, I think you said it correctly in that it changes you at a cellular level. And I've always sort of equated it to the actual practical steps to mindfulness or the actual practical steps to what you're trying to achieve when you do like meditation over over time, like if you're really consistent with meditation, that you get the same effects of that, but you can get it sooner, which is always great for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that pretty much sums up me. Oh, I love it. Thank you both. And I, I have to say, I mean, you two, on top of the coaching that we have done together, I think you are both also doing some incredible stuff on, you know, aside from that in your own business so go check out robin's picture you can check out the ones that i have all of the nice ones have been made by robin they look amazing <laughs> and what she says around you know helping you feel confident in front of the camera so that it doesn't look completely awkward <laughs> you're posing in the middle of the street she manages to do that so it was it was brilliant and joanna has this incredible energy and loving her that is infectious and that's how she's also made such an amazing success in her business and help all of the people around her so I feel super privileged to have you both um, in my life and thank you very much for taking the time to share your story on the podcast because I'm sure it will help the listeners as well to see that you know we are all normal people we are all going through a lot of tough times and I think the first step really is to actually realize that we are in it because I know personally when I was in my low moments I was so deep in it that I could not see it I could not see how bad I felt I could not see how low in energy I was I could not see how I was talking to myself that was absolutely horrendous when I mm -hmm. think of it now mm -hmm. it just felt normal to me and I think the more I got to hear other people's stories, the more it kind of, you know, click one after the other. I was thinking, oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. Oh, that's me as well. And then when, you know, you can start 
you can start questioning whether you want that for yourself. Not that you know, you can't unknow it. So do we still want that for our life? So I really hope that episode will also help our listeners to do that. All right, let's get into it. So before going into like your own um, transformation journey, what I would love is just to hear um, how you would explain what life coaching is and what is done for you, what it is doing for you kind of, you know, on a, on a daily basis to people who have never heard of life coaching. Joanna? Okay. Uh, sure. So um, I was one of those people who hadn't, I mean, I guess that that's not true. I had heard of life coaches. I even hired one or two before, but I never thought of myself as one at first. And then yeah. I kind of, divine intervention found found the school we all came from but um the thing that's beautiful about it is that it allows you to i think of it as a, a laser focus right into the heart of the problem uh, and sometimes you go into a session with a client or even when you're doing coaching and being coached you have no idea what thought is going to come to the surface that is the most critical that you didn't even know you needed to work on. And holy shit, it's the most important thing. Oh my God, there have been so many times that as a client, someone that is being coached, I've had these aha moments, even with both of you when we've coached each other, um, that have been life changing or with a, a my own client that I'm working with, where I will literally get chills down my arms when I know we have hit this sweet spot that comes out of nowhere. And they think that there was nothing to be coached on. And (laughs) it's the power of recognizing and allowing yourself to recognize the thoughts and then actually take it from there, go through what those thoughts mean, what you're making them mean, are they real? And is it really what you want to be thinking? Are they serving you? Mm-hmm. And to me, that's been incredibly valuable for myself personally, but then also for the people I work with. And so like there have been I even in when we've done dare, <laughs> our dare sessions, there have been some times that there things come up and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and it hits you between the eyes and it, it's a very efficient, beautiful way to get to the heart of a problem that maybe you didn't even know existed many layers below the surface. Yeah. Yeah. It's very well said. Yeah. Yeah. How can I add to that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm glad okay. you have friends. So. <laughs> so let's see. Coaching for me, like being coached, um, and the process of self-coaching and having coaches and then becoming a coach has been, um, I guess the simplest way to describe it is that it's an exploration of what you're thinking, what you're feeling and what you're doing and how that's causing your life. Like mm-hmm. it's literally creating and causing your life to happen the way that it unfolds. So 
finding out. So for somebody like me who previously was really struggling, especially in my photography business, and even prior to that, when I was when I was an employee of large companies and doing and doing work for them, was this focus on what I was doing and not what I was thinking and mm-hmm. thinking that in the doing more and doing, doing, doing was going to get me where I needed to be and getting really burned out and really frustrated and really making it mean that I was somehow broken inherently, which is this, the great human condition, right? and you get into this cycle and it just recreates itself and recreates itself and recreates itself. So to be able to use these tools to pick that apart for myself and understand that it's the thought that creates the whole thing has been literally life-changing. It's been life-changing, career-changing, money-changing, everything-changing relationships. It's affected every part of my life. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But you you did find something else, too, Robin. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and I would love if um if both of you um in the next part when we go into kind of your your own personal journey, um if you could if you know, of course, uh but share with us what has been that point, you know where you were saying, Robin, you said it's like the the self-fulfilling cycle. Yeah, you are you are in it and then you prove it and then you do more action and then you basically you you lose yourself on the way to doing more actions. How have you got to you know to snap yourself out of it basically? What has that where what has that switched? When has it been switched on? If if you've seen it, and that might have just been like a combination of several things, not only um, one thing. And I, I generally see it like that. People think that, you know, often we're going to wake up one day and then we're going to know or we're going to suddenly have this amazing idea. But I think that it's it's just you keep feel, filling, filling the jar and then at one point it just overflows. And that's the point where you're like, right, <laughs> I am <laughs> done now. I'm, I'm doing things differently. So, yeah, I would love to hear it as we go through... Um, through your own own example. Okay. okay. Speaking of which, Joanna. So yeah. <laughs> would you um would you be able to share with us a bit of uh, a bit of your journey? Yeah, if you take us from let's say your before and your own after, where are you at when you started getting into life coaching or wherever you want to get, you know, this this start of your journey to be? And what have you learned? Um, what has been difficult for you? What have been your setbacks on the way to achieving the goals that you had set for yourself? Um, okay, and this is this is good. So when I started life coaching, I was running my e-commerce company. So I have two, but like one main one. Um, and most of my employees are overseas. Um, and we had come off of, our first seven figure year, we'd been doing really well. Um, but then at the same time, my home life, I don't want to say falling apart because that sounds dramatic, but mm-hmm. I, I have two daughters, uh, one that's going to be 17 shortly <laughs> and one that just turned 19. So two years ago, they were two years younger. And um, at the time it felt like out of nowhere, my younger daughter started to really struggle. And I had just made the commitment and it's, it was a financial commitment to join life coaching. And I was grateful my company could do it, 
but I was kind of holding on tight. Holy smokes, what am I doing? <laughs> and then through it all, um, you know, we we went through really rough at the time things that now I am handling so much better and regulating so much better. But um, in terms of my journey, the coaching was integral and even healing myself, forgiving myself, giving myself space to grow. It was like a gift I gave myself in the middle of a shit storm, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest, because it was hard. Like I, I did not see that my daughter was struggling. She presented as a straight A student athlete who is pleasant and, and, and out of nowhere, I realized that we had high suicidal ideation, self-harm, eating disorder, major life things where we were, I don't want to say fighting for her life, but there were times it felt like that. Mm-hmm. And and she was mad at me and wouldn't talk to me. And there were times I went into our coaching sessions with training where I just like had to feel my feelings and I was avoiding them. <laughs> And then when I did, it was just this release. And and I've done it with each of you at different points as well, where a lot of times we uh, try to avoid feeling this awful, painful thing because we're afraid of it. But the pain we're feeling avoiding it is even worse than going through it. And that was probably one of the biggest lessons for me, at least through the harder parts of all this stuff. Um is to feel and allow yourself to feel and notice where it is in your body. And then to have that sacred space with someone else and mm-hmm. allow yourself to do it and be vulnerable. Shit. I was trained to command a ship. <laughs> we didn't know our weakness mm-hmm. and we don't ask for help. And coaching is complete vulnerability, whether you're the coach or the, the client getting coached, it's allowing yourself to peel back the onion, to feel the things you may have been avoiding. And then in that, I've been able to repair my relationship with my daughter. I've been able to, sorry, I'm getting a little teary. Um, I've been able to watch her get through this and start to create her life. And I feel like we've looked into the abyss and not fallen in. And not only have we not fallen in, we're stronger on the other side. Um, it took a toll on my company. Uh, honestly, um, the last year, I-, I had to put a ton of my attention, my heart, my emotion into really um, helping my daughter. But then also my company, I-, I eventually had to fire my general manager. I've treated it as a turnaround because we went from seven figures to a 48% decrease in, in revenue, which was hard. And if I hadn't had the coaching, hadn't been able to work with my mind, hadn't been able to um, think clearly, execute exactly as I needed to, be compassionate with myself when I needed to, um, I don't know if we would be here. And I can confidently say not only are we have we rounded the corner, but I think we're probably going to have our best year yet um, with what I've put in place in the last four months, which I'm really proud of myself for even to allow myself to say that is a big deal. And so my journey, I guess saying it and putting it out loud has kind of been incredible. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't even love that sometimes. (laughs) But uh, through the thick of it, I I couldn't stop my mind from racing. Mm -hmm. But it's all the tools that help you to bring it in and create a safe space and allow yourself to feel through the hard things and then think clearly on the other side. And that is priceless. I didn't think I'd get so emotional. (laughs) It's okay. That's going to make me cry probably. Be ready. We're going to end up with three of us completely (laughs) before the end of the episode. (laughs) Oh, God, that's what coaching does, yeah? It's some very high highs and some very low lows as well, but you feel them all. Yeah, it fills you. And And some super high highs, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's what you've shared, Joanna. Your, Your journey is pretty incredible. And I think, I mean, you haven't taken us back from the start of your naval academy and then your book writing and then your professional swimmer, etc. I mean, you know, like <laughs> Joanna, you wonder where she, where, where she comes from. But it's pretty amazing already, all of the changes and all of the stuff that you've been able to, to go through with yourself, right? Because as you say, I think with all of the, the life events that you had, and that we all have. For you, it was it was your situation at home. It was your business. For someone else, it might be the situation with their partner, the work not giving them a raise or treating them badly or whatever it might be. We all have that. But I think what it really shows is that it's possible to come on the other side of it even stronger. And because you found yourself and because you learned that skill of relying on yourself instead of relying on doing more and more and more at your own expense that's what I feel like I am really good at running the list but (laughs) as you guys had pointed out at many different times (laughs) but like sometimes the magic is when you stop and you pause and you allow yourself to sit in it for a moment Mm. yeah yeah sitting in it and pausing even if things slide a bit, you come up and all of a sudden you're able to see things clearer mm-hmm. and you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think both of you um, allows you to do that? Because, you know, you hear a lot uh, in, you know, in, in podcasts, in videos and all of that. People tell you, oh, think positively, feel your feelings and all of that. But I think I know until I got into life coaching, I I could not comprehend it, you know, like really how to do it. What has been your, like, your experience? How have you managed to to do that, basically? Um, I will answer that from something that just happened a few days ago in that (laughs) this was like a whole new level of feeling my feelings that it that it blew me out of the water and I do believe that the work that we did in dare in like really questioning all of the pieces of you and what make what you think makes you you and having done that work allowed me to really go into this this feeling 
and process it through really, really quickly. And I came to a resolution for myself that was just so, so perfectly who I am and who I want to be and who I'm creating. So let me give you a little backstory. Um, I can't give you all of the details because that wouldn't be fair to the people involved. But I was pushed into being a, in a rage. And of course, this is a thought. These are thoughts and feelings. I was enraged to the point of seeing red. Mm -hmm. And what I realized during it was that I was a little out of control and I needed some help and had reached out to a friend to get to just vent. She also happens to have a really strong background in coaching. She's not a coach, but she's, she's educated about it. And she, we were just being conversational. She was just allowing me to vent, but in bouncing her story off of my story, I realized that I just needed to tell her what it felt like in my body in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it was so big, like what I was avoiding in there by just being in a rage, being rageful and spewing at someone. It was like, at some point in there, I realized this is happening in my body. This is physical and mm -hmm. me avoiding it and shutting mm -hmm. myself off, like literally shutting my head off. Yeah. from what was happening in my body was keeping me in that place of seeing red. And it was keeping mm -hmm. me in so much pain and so much. And it was like, I couldn't even understand the difference between what was happening in my head about what I was avoiding feeling in my body. Mm -hmm. And so when I stopped and just described to her what it felt like to have had this thing happen, I, I instantly, like instantly felt incredibly better. Like I processed it through it was still, I mean, there's still little, um, tremors of it, but those are manageable. Those are not like the red veil does not drop down over your eyes. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's been, oh, it's been really big. And then what that led me to was, was, um, really exploring a whole new level of having boundaries, like where, mm -hmm where the boundaries that I have, you know, learned how to erect over the last few years, where I wasn't utilizing those, like I literally had dropped them down for these particular people. Oh, yeah. And the reason I was so angry is because I thought I had to. And then that goes back to what we did in dare, which is like, okay, what am I doing here that, um, that is part of what I thought my identity was, what, what I think makes me good, a good person or not, or makes me not a bad person. Like I'm looking at my boundaries or not having them as like how I'm being perceived by the people outside of me who are doing this thing to me, that's making me react so intensely. And then I realized, oh, it's just a boundary issue. And I got to erect the boundaries and actually push them further out from me. So mm -hmm. it's like, there's more space inside for me. And that feels much calmer, much more peaceful, much more safe. Mm -hmm. And it was just the realization that I, I wasn't doing that. And I get to do that, mm -hmm. like owning that I get to do that. And I think wow. that we can all relate to there are certain relationships in your life where you think that you don't get to do that. Yeah. And that was massive. 
that was yeah. massive. Thank you. But yeah, it, even like by listening to you, I felt like I need to take a deep breath. <laughs> oh, wow. It was, it was, I mean, this is, this is the juicy part though. This is the yeah. part that you really want to know is like. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that, I love how you, um, how you then linking that, link it back to the, the absence of boundaries. I think yeah. what, what I have seen when coaching you ladies or through a lot of clients, because obviously I am coaching a lot of women who are not necessarily comfortable setting boundaries. Yeah. Who are not even like boundaries is not even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like things that 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 are not for them. And I think the amount of time that we get ourselves into like really suffering and worked up or not do something or ending relationships or taking brush decisions or things like that, that afterwards we wish we'd done differently is because of this absence of boundaries. Yes, exactly. It's it's such a big pillar to set boundaries that we haven't been taught. I mean, seriously, who on earth has heard you know, their parents or at school or even someone are around them? Oh, listen, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna teach you how to set some healthy <laughs> boundary for you and for Moses, but not out of spite, yeah, no. not out of fear. But out of love for everybody, it's not something that you learn outside of coaching. And I think, yeah, this is really something that I know I can speak for myself and for clients is really life-changing to learn. Yeah. And as women in particular, we're specifically taught by watching other women, our mothers in particular, not have boundaries and just give it all away until they are there's nothing left yeah until there's nothing literally nothing left nothing yeah I have an interesting thing to share on this actually this in the last week with with me too um so my daughter you know came out of Truman and is doing really well and um we found out recently that she's going to be graduating early a year early and starting college and um has said she doesn't she set her own boundaries Hmm. and she turns 17 um like in a couple weeks and in the past and and initially I'll be honest I was hurt that she didn't choose me to live with that she wanted to live with her father but I've quickly realized that who wants to live out of a bag and move every week? That's not optimal for anyone to live out of a suitcase or a bag or throw it all in a bag in a car and change your house every week. And that's what she's done for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And she has set boundaries for herself, but also been mindful and taken care with our relationship. She's setting dates with me. Can we meet for this? Can I come over this weekend? she's she's like can we go shopping for my prom dress Mm. so she's not saying screw you you're a bad mom I want nothing to do with (laughs) which is my brain could go that's where your brain goes down the hole of like not living with me what does this mean I'm hurt and I'm like wait she's actually taking care of herself she's learning how to adult yes yeah she's choosing what's healthy for her and she's choosing our relationship as being healthy for her, as opposed to, you know, 
how it could have gone. And I am getting teary again, but like, what a big lesson in her learning how to advocate for herself, create her own boundaries at such a young age. I mean, talk about finding the silver lining in a pretty rough situation, yeah. making lemon meringue pie out of some lemons. I, I mean, really, like, I could have taken that so differently. And I found myself starting to, but then realized, no, wait, this is what we're raising them to do. Yeah. This is actually what we're hoping for. Yeah. And, and so um, it's an interesting thing to notice when your kids start setting them and yeah. the ones that I need to set for myself because like you and like many moms out there the boundaries are gone when you give birth because you just give everything to these little ones and growing them and and your family and we don't need to look back 20 years and say there's nothing left of me right we all have value right now just as we are so much value and so much to share and so much to give. Oh, so true. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. And I think, I mean, for me personally, and I'd love to hear it from you, but like becoming a coach and even without becoming a coach, in all honesty, just being coached made me such a better mom. Mm. Like I feel that since I have the the tools of coaching, that was that was definitely not why I came into coaching to start with. It was for my own partner relationship, my work, etc. But not the mom thing actually. But I feel that because of I understand better, as you said, Robin. You know, it's not about taking more actions. It's about what is behind the action, like our thoughts, how we feel, how we process our feelings. Like when we react, that it might not be the surface thing that we are actually annoyed with, but the level, the below below surface that we're not even seeing. Like all of that has really helped me being a better mom and having a much more, I think, like beautiful and open relationship where I'm able to give her more, where I'm able to teach her the stuff that I haven't necessarily been taught how to do like just processing your emotion, doing boundaries and things like that. It's exactly what you share, I think, um, Joanna. Like when you when you build those stuff and you give those gifts to you, then you're able to pass them on. Mm-hmm. And you're able to appreciate them when people claim them instead of fearing that it might, you know, it might do something to hurt you or it might say something bad about you. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that for, for all three of us, all having daughters, um, there is this part of really learning then how to honor who they are and their yeah. journey and their process. Yeah. Whereas what you were saying earlier about when you're going through the coaching process and, or you're having, you're having stuff happen in your life and you get coached about it. And then you realize like what's really underneath there without that. I think previously I was in a place where I was reacting to pieces of my identity that I had never really questioned before, which is like, what is a good mom? Well, a good mom does what my mom did. 
Mm. which yeah, admittedly not always great. I mean, yeah, my mom's great. I love her. I have so much love and respect for her, but she's also just human and she made some massive mistakes, which yeah. taught me this is how you mom. Yeah. And so pieces of dare that questioning identity, I think were so huge for me because I got to really look at some of those things. I had no idea they were in there and that this was, these were like the pillars of who I thought I was. Yeah. And I remember having one moment where I realized this thing that I had completely forgotten, this event happened and it had caused me so much shame. And when I looked at it for real and was like recognizing all of these things that I've just been talking about and we've been talking about that I made this a pillar of my identity and I didn't have to, like I could literally not do that. And I, in my mind's eye, so I'm a super visual person, but in my mind's eye, I'm like talking to my coach and being coached on this thing and watching this thing just sort of blow away, crumble. It's like a literal pillar crumbling and blowing away and just being like, it was that aha moment. It was like, I've been set free of that piece of me or what I thought was me. Thank you for listening to this special episode. I hope you've enjoyed having Robin and Joanna on the podcast with me. I thought it was an amazing conversation just to start with. And you will see there is a part two coming up. In part two, still with Joanna and Robin, we will be going into some really interesting topic, such as the power of the group, you know, how a group can support you, social expectations to fit in. I mean, who doesn't relate to that? And a topic that's really close to my heart, which is how to create more of what you want with more rest. Rest is the key. How to allow yourself to do that. If you want to find out, listen to the part two. It's coming up very, very soon. Speak soon. Bye-bye.